well, well. Oh, the ravioli. I like it a lot. Oh, my. I really like this start to this podcast. All right. Uh, I'm the only one bringing the background to audio medium. That's good. I'm dying. Yeah. Our <laughs> listeners will approve of this. I don't feel um, good. I don't want to look at ravioli. This is mainly those of my co-hosts know what we're talking about, so we can keep the continuity straight. Pyro, this is your selection. 1993's Point of No Return. Did you really think that I was going to skip over the lovely, incredible Bridget Fonda? Having been found guilty of the crime of murder, it is the judgment of this court that you be sentenced to die, and may God have mercy on your soul. The government gave her a choice. Death. Or life. We've decided to give you another chance. As an assassin. We need a young female operative. I think she's the one. What do I gotta do? Girl number five, take out the bad guys. Do not shoot the good guys. What do you do when you're most uncomfortable? Okay, come on, come on, hit me. I hit. Oh! I want immediate improvement or she gets a bullet in the brain. You might want to try smiling. Why are you so serious? He mentioned the word bullet and he mentioned the word brain. You hear me? Your name is Claudia Doran. You live in Venice, California. Where are you from? It's not a trick question. Chicago. And your code name is Nina. Hello? Nina, one hour. There are three people sitting behind you on the balcony. I don't understand. I want you to put two bullets in the VIP. Once she took their deal, she passed the point of no return. How are you? Just blew up a hotel. How the hell do you think I am? You like living with a ghost. In a minute. You never tell me anything. When they gave her a new life. I know you like that you made me into something different. Please, Bob. Let me go. They never thought she'd want to live it. If you pull this job off for me, I'll see what I can do to help. Bridget Fonda. Point of no return. You were showing no love in our, our text message threads. That was more confusion than, 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 than disregard. Well, that's that's yeah your age and senility and all that. But I actually think I finally understand your uh, undying love for Bridget Fonda. Um, food and sex with her in this that you were there was you were projecting out. You weren't maybe she wasn't right for you at ninety pounds in nineteen ninety three, but you were seeing where things were going to go with all that ravioli sex. That's right. Um, clearly, I saw that even at ninety pounds. She was extremely ravenous um, in all walks, all rooms of the house. So I, she was preparing for me to really love her like I do today at 290 instead of 90. I think it's a failure for you on how you advertised her. Because if you would have told me, I've never seen this before. If you would have told me that she fed a guy ravioli, I mean, look at me. like you're, <laughs> You know how to pitch me. <laughs> I'm not going to blame Hyro for that entirely. Um Hyrule, you and I have been around, or at least we were, on film Twitter for a number of years. I've never seen that in GIF form. It never came up. I never saw it mentioned, this scene, this you know seduction scene with cans of ravioli. <laughs> I, I felt like film Twitter or cinephiles have done us all a disservice. I probably would have watched this uh, years before if I had known about this moment. This movie's awesome. How could you – I'm, I'm very surprised, even you know being older, an older film, hmm. that you passed up on it because it has – 
It's it's obviously a little bit ludicrous, but it has all of the elements that you guys would totally dig. You know, it's it's, it's very little 90s. action. <laughs> yeah, it's super nineties. It's completely nineties. I will admit that I'd seen uh, with him and Nikita, um, and I think that may maybe that had stopped it because um, I saw Jared. Usually, you pull up like Ebert's reviews, and mm-hmm. he didn't slam this one, but he pretty much said um, they honored the original. Uh, just in an English language form, and he had a hard time separating because it's pretty much like I guess a straight like remake, like we're going like Gus Van Sant Psycho style, uh, except updated and obviously put in the states instead. So maybe that's what held me back because I remember enjoying the the original, but that's uh, what Luke Basson, who um, he has his own like subgenre of. Uh, well, I was about to say sexy ladies, but I'm gonna catch myself before one of you. I thought this was a, for many years. I thought this not was Natalie Portman. A Luke Besson <laughs> joint. Not Natalie Portman. Not from the professional. I'm talking about other movies with grown adult women. Thank you. That's all I have to <laughs> say. Consecutive that. weeks of age checking, and I'm not a pedophile. I swear to God. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Hira wasn't even going for that I wasn't, pitch. I wasn't I going for the pitch, was, and he just I, still I'm had like, to cut me off. He's just like, nope. <laughs> Preemptive. Go ahead, Hiro. <laughs> Sign the documents. Look, he's holding he's holding up his get out of jail free card. Uh, no, I, I honestly I thought this was a Luke Besson joint for many years because of La Femme Nikita, and come to find out, it's not. It's uh, some dude named John Badham. Um, but and he had a bunch of I hits. Do not know this man. He had a bunch of hits in like the. Uh, 80s and, and the very beginning of the 90s, but then he's like mm. straight to TV. Saturday Night Fever. Yep. War Games. Short Circuit. Short Circuit, baby. There we go. It's kind of all over the place as far as uh, seemingly like a hired hand or someone that does yeah. not yeah. stick to not one particular genre. Uh, I will follow up with the, you know, the modest amount of research I did mainly was finding uh, pictures of Fonda and Ravioli, but um, putting the... Uh, the tough questions to Hiro, who's a huge fan of not only Bridget Fonda, but also the other uh, early 90s uh, icon as far as starlets. Uh, why not a writer? Um, mm. I guess was like first choice for this role, first or second choice. Her and Jodie Foster were supposed to be the first one and two choices for this. And a clear Hiro type is what they were going for. <laughs> this movie was made for me. <laughs> Jared, do you have any problems with that? I, I mean... I guess it's a staple of like the leading lady action genre. Um, usually, women on screen are not, uh, except for the one that Soderbergh did, Hiro, where he actually got the MMA fighter that I think is like canceled now. Yeah, no, Gina, Gina Carano. Yeah. yeah, usually they are not. They don't look like they're fighters. They're you know a, a Jennifer Garner or something uh, is flipping around and kicking people in the face, and you get a little bit of that here. Um, can you think of the, like, male equivalent? Is there a male equivalent to that? Like, is there one where Joseph Gordon-Levitt is just, like, throwing men through walls? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that applies to, to men here. No, I mean, the entire genre for men is based on, like, the Arnolds and the uh, the, 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 the hold on, hold on. and I mean, Bruce Willis made a career out of being an everyman who kicks ass, right? I mean... He was slubby. pretty great shape, though, right? Like He was not in good shape. He was, like, balding. <laughs> That's not indicative Kill it, of... Kill it with fire, Jared. <laughs> yeah. The, Kill those bad Dwayne teams. the Rock Johnson is in terrible shape, you bald fucking... <laughs> you idiot. So you're comparing Bruce Willis to the Rock. Okay. He's, in, I mean, he's in decent side shape. By side. <coughs> he's a side-by-side. He's bald. He wasn't Ridiculous. in good shape. He was I would just say little. 
He's like Dave. Out away, Bobby! The bigger distinction oh, I can make between uh, the great Bruce Willis and uh, the okayish, I guess, Rock, as far as their comparative filmographies at this point, is that uh, the Rock won't allow himself to lose a fight in a movie. It's like maybe the villain escapes and he doesn't quite get him. Whereas I feel like Bruce Willis, his like action, like iconography, is him getting his ass kicked. <laughs> to where the very last moment when he like pulls a fast one on someone, the Bruce Willis seemed to put his stamp on that that he was going to get beat up a lot during movies. Which that's the the everyman aspect. I thought you were going to go with like Keanu, Hiro. Uh, Not saying that Keanu wasn't in great shape for like Speed and The Matrix, but that was about I feel like as close as Hollywood got to slimming down from the like eighties like steroid era, but. I guess um, maybe like uh, still not in Bridget Fonda category. Like Jason Statham, he's he's cut, but he's a little dude. He's like what five six, Tom Cruise size, and bald, and bald. <laughs> the <laughs> the worst <laughs> thing that can ever be. <laughs> what a transgression he is. I'm on the right pint class for that. <laughs> An affront to God. <laughs> so I guess I'll get back to my uh, initial question before you were getting personally attacked, mm. Jared, um, through proxy of the, of the Rock and Statham. Any issues with Bridget Fonda as, you know, this, I don't know, this is probably like the rare, if only, like, action appearance she ever made. No, I mean, like, you all, you both of you already said it, like, they go for the lithe, uh, agile, slim, you know, you're not going to have <laughs> a, a stocky woman up there, you know. She likes to shoot cops in the face when they think <laughs> that she's, like, unconscious or something. <laughs> a little tricksy. You have way. to fit through that chute that she jumps through in the kitchen. <laughs> you can't Winnie the Pooh that shit. <laughs> Can you see her now trying to do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, now she would not fit in that chute at all. I think she goes through that brick wall. The window has been bricked up. Like, like the Kool-Aid man? Let me out. <laughs> 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 I think it's like the opening sequence of the raid. There's a bunch of cops sitting outside of a door that's like shaking. Here comes, here comes Big Bridge coming out. Here comes Juggernaut. No, uh, Jared, uh, let me. So hmm. I really, this is a classic for me. A lot of it is nostalgia, but I still had a kind of a really good time with it. The one thing that I cannot stand on this screen is the boyfriend. He is hmm. the king of the wet blankets do you guys feel that way as well like he was just putting you yes. off yes you can answer he first was, but affirm <laughs> he was horrible but i felt like it was by design like the as ridiculous as everything is up to 11 of course he's going to be like let's talk about our feelings i'm going to propose to you why you're shooting somebody in the face like <laughs> it's, it's it's pure ridiculousness okay, yeah dude let me go into the proposal sequence, mm. uh, and I'm going to do this man the disservice, uh, just probably for the way the character's written. It's it's uh, <laughs> Dermot Mulroney, but Hiro and I once said podcast where I think I – did I call him Kyle McLaughlin or no? I call him Dylan McDermott. Dylan right? McDermott. That's, there's like a classic Saturday Night Live scene where you – there was like a game show where you try to figure out which one it is and because nobody knows between those two guys. It's how – it's the closest I've ever come to, I guess, other races thinking like all white men of a certain type look alike because – I struggle with this man. With Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney, I really struggle. Uh, so we'll call him McDermott here because I, I thought his character was trash. He also looks a little that bit like Pat sequence. Healy. Your great Pat Healy <laughs> with his giant cap teeth. Did you notice that? Oh, man. Oh, oh God. Oh, this this movie. If, if it had been Pat Healy <laughs> as the boyfriend. Uh, God. Where are you going? Huh? Oh, I resigned. Good luck in Miami, Pat. Miami? What, what are you doing in Miami? Uh, I took a uh, job offer. <clears throat> With who? With 
Uh, rice aroni. Isn't that the San Francisco treat? It was. You're changing their image. Yeah, well, listen, I, I've been thinking about what you said. Good, good. And, uh, I still want to look her up. Who? Roller pig? Are you nuts? I thought you said she was a, a, a real spark plug. Hmm? No, no, I said butt plug. She's heinous. You know what? All the same, I think I want to call her. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but, you know, I don't know, maybe I can help her out. I, I, just, I just feel bad, you know, the poor thing. She's in a wheelchair, for God's sakes. It's, it's a bunion, it'll heal. Bunion? You, I thought... You know what, that's not even it. The point is, I just... I, I know this doesn't make sense to you, but I, I can't just turn, turn it off that fast. I, I guess I, I still have feelings for her. This girl really means something to you, huh? All right. Tell you what. I'll get your number just as soon as she gets back from Japan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Japan? What is, what is, what's happening in Japan? What, what, why is she going to Japan? Oh, uh, you've heard of mail-order brides, haven't you? Well, they go that way, too. Mary's a... What, what are they, desperate? She's a whale. Don't forget, it's a sumo culture. They pay by the pound there. Sort of like, uh, sort of like tuna. What happened to, you said she was single. What happened, remember, no rock? You had your window, Ted. You blew it. I had my window? The proposal sequence here, that is mid-assassination uh, mm -hmm. attempt, which, you know, uh, Big Bridge has a, a problem with because she's like, hey, you, you give me these free tickets to Mardi Gras in New Orleans, and then I realize it's a work trip, like, late in the game. So she's trying to uh, sniper someone, and he, okay, he doesn't know she's an assassin, but let's disregard that. His way of proposing is to badger her after she, they've had a night of drinking and partying. She excuses herself to the bathroom, like, hey, can you take care of the food order? And then we'll come out and we'll have some wild sex. You assume that she's probably like, pissing probably throwing mm. up something she's taking care of some sort of you know drunken that's business a, that's an escalation right there pissing to throwing up you know okay i you know i'm i'm just assuming like, there's something like going on where today. she has to excuse herself yeah. not to kill someone through a window i'm i wouldn't go there but even if she's just vomiting why does he decide that's the time to propose and then he like negs her and he's like, what, you don't want to talk to me now? You don't want to talk to me? What's going on? I, I mean, I never thought I'd be proposing through, like, a bathroom door, but here we are. Now you want to even give Why me a straight answer? So I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Why do I Why smell gunpowder? So <laughs> 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 Why would he think that's the, the time or place to do it and that he gets an immediate answer? Oh, what, what does he expect? You deserve rejection based on that alone. <clears throat> I mean, if it wasn't for the fact of how ridiculous the movie is, that's one of the, you know... It gets away with it because it's so over the top, but I was hoping, Hiro, that while he's going on ranting, that she would turn the rifle to the bathroom yes. door. Like I was hoping yes. that she'd have a moment where she's like, All right, I've had enough of this. But or, or hopefully she'd had enough at the dinner table when Uncle Bob comes over and he immediately lashes out at Uncle Bob. He like How old are you? Can you be her uncle? Yeah. Hmm, Thirteen like, years? Down, I don't know bro. about that. It's like, it's like I invite you guys to my home and I immediately start grilling you the second you walk in the door. And then uh, he comes home one time and he's she's got the, the friend that they're kind of going over the video with. She's obviously a colleague. But he immediately jumps down her throat. Can you imagine? Like, you're, you're, you come home, Mike, 
uh, your lovely wife has a friend over and they're like, you know, looking at, you know, you know, work tapes of some sort, somebody getting surgery or whatever. People are going to kill. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Immediately. You just jump down that friend's throat. Just like, Hey bitch, what are you doing here? You know, like, how's that going to fly? I'm very different from, uh, McDermott here. Uh, and that (laughs) Bridget Fonda peak Bridget Fonda, early nineties just falls into your lap. You have this like great property that you were like in charge of that you've not like seemingly his job I thought was to take care of the rental properties. Right. Which he's not doing because he oh he's like hey look at this uh, trash den look at look at how junked up it is um, you want it I guess she falls into his lap she propositions him over the can of ravioli she feeds him ravioli with her mouth she fixes the place up herself does, yeah yeah she does all the work for him and all he does is wants to know what uh, who is her fifth grade fucking teacher. I don't know who my wife's fifth grade fucking teacher is, <laughs> nor do I care. Like I've, that has never crossed my mind to be like, and he's like, I thought you said you grew up in Chicago. Now you're telling me Kansas city who gives a fuck. Like what <laughs> look what at her. Does it make to you? <laughs> so we're saying this guy was written terribly, terribly. Now, if Harvey Keitel showed up, <laughs> I might be, especially, you know, we just, we did an episode on bad Lieutenant for last season. If he shows up in the early nineties, I'd be like, who is this pervert? Is he a sex offender in your family? Like, should he even be here? Like, are those tire treads on your face? (laughs) What what, what happened? Great sequence, by the way, that is a great, like inventive, creative uh, kill sequence is you're going to use a spinning tire to get out of the grip, the death grip of Harvey Keitel, uh, the cleaner. And the best part of it is that it doesn't – it's not instantaneous. He, like, gets dragged down slowly down the hill. Like, at first mm-hmm. it just comes down a little bit and, you know, the body weight is just being crushed under the vehicle. I, I love that whole sequence. It was dope. Assassins uh, – I guess villainous assassins. You know, the, the the heroes that we follow that happen to be assassins, whether – I mean, even the Stallone Banderas movie with that title – uh, Stallone is the guilt-ridden assassin that's like you know can't can't do it anymore. You know hates himself, hates his life. <laughs> it's always the villainous ones that like not only love their job but are totally reckless with their own body. Like Harvey Keitel, there, you may be able to say, "All right, um, let me try to get out of this situation." Like, am I being paid enough to to try to take her down with me, or do I try to like I don't know, Jared. Like I'm thinking that I care more about myself than whether or not I complete the assignment of killing Bridget Fonda, who, as we see in the climactic, you know, the final scene, she is easy to track down. <laughs> you just go to where she last lived and she's standing on the sidewalk with sunglasses. You know, I'll use a personal example from my life. I drop shit at work all the time because if it's starting to drop, I'm not gonna catch it. <laughs> I'm not going to injure myself. I'm not going to put myself in danger's way for some fucking bullshit so i'm definitely not gonna be crawling underneath a a running car (laughs) swiping with the fucking knife to try and get at somebody for my job i'm i'm inclined to be like you know what you go your way i'll go mine (laughs) we'll call it even well it's overtime for him right he fails that assignment so i guess you gotta pay me for working on the weekend (laughs) jared's the employee of the year over here hopefully nobody over his office listens to this i drip shit all the time at work and i'm not i can't be bothered based on our numbers no one no one that jared works with nor you or i probably work with listen to this 
Um, was this well received, Hiro? You're the, you're the big fan of it from the, the early days, but uh, maybe most I could see was it was just sort of like mixed reviews. Yeah, I don't know if this has it, developed a fan base. It was well received by me. That's what really counts. It was around, That's all that matters, it was around right? 50 for both critics and audience. While living undercover on the beach in Los Angeles, she finds a boyfriend played by Dermot Mulroney who feels strange because she never, ever talks about herself. You're so guarded. I'm not guarded. Yes, you are. I'm not. You like living with a ghost, you know. You never tell me anything. If the character and storyline of this movie sound familiar to you, that's because Point of No Return is a remake of an effective 1991 French thriller named La Femme Nikita. Several French films have been remade into Hollywood movies lately, most of them not very successfully, but Point of No Return does work in its own right and is about as effective, if not as thoughtful and bittersweet, as the original film. A lot of the credit goes to Bridget Fonda, who enters the film as a wolf girl snarling at the cops and ends it as a young woman determined to find a life of her own. I was surprised that this remake did interest me. I'm surprised that you liked it. It didn't uh, do it much for me. I think uh, I had these kinds of differences. Um, I thought that the film was more about decor. I thought I noticed uh, more her... what. Everything looked like her fashions, what she was wearing. Uh, you know, it looks like she's got Calvin Klein underwear on, all the rooms that she's working in. I thought that um, the story moved predictably. Now, of course, it's at a disadvantage because I know where it's going to go. But, gee, I thought even within that, I thought I knew exactly where to Sometimes lines of dialogue. Well, I, I guess was I was at an advantage because I don't know what Calvin Klein underwear looks yeah. like, but uh, it looked okay on her. And yeah. I didn't think of the decor at all. I was completely interested in the story. Yeah, I didn't. Actually, the look of the film was very similar to the look of the French film. I thought film. The, the look of the French film. We're going to get later to on the show. I thought that the, the look of the, of the French film to me had showed a real subterranean world in the subway system, which I don't think this film communicated as well. The setup of the movie, uh, I thought that what they might have done is to try with a remake to do something a little bit different. And one direction they could have gone in is what if she had gotten because she's so turned on by killing when we first meet her. Why not have her? still be turned on by killing and not want to get out and sort of become a rogue. Wouldn't that have been an interesting, fresh way to take the story? Uh, you know, but we've spent so much time complaining lately about remakes that changed the original film that now you're complaining that it didn't change no, the original no, film. No, no. Basically, what they're doing here is they're just trying to make the same picture over again I, in English. And I didn't, I didn't think they had uh, the fresh excitement that the first film had, and that's why the, a change might have helped. Okay, next okay. movie, and our next film is called CB4, and it's a surprise box office hit, surprising at least to me, a fake documentary on some would-be rap musicians. It's patterned after the fabulous fake heavy metal documentary. This is Spinal Tap, but CB4 doesn't have any of the inventiveness of that film. It doesn't make much sense at all. Okay, yeah, give or take. I think that's uh, to disservice, but, you know, because it's entertaining. It's a, this is a good time. Some people just and don't it, get it. you got to be able to uh, tap into the nonsense <laughs> as long as it... <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm just now seeing the debut at number two. Uh, the box of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three, which is uh, is that the one where they where they have samurai suits on and shit? Yeah, they time that travel is, yeah, back in time. Oh God! Because <laughs> I was there for one and two. One and two were great, great films. Hmm. Even two, even with the uh, Vanilla Ice coming yeah. in to yeah, a little ninja rap. Okay, yeah. So how that shows how bad the third one is when they pull a Back to the Future and go to the I guess the old west. Um, I really wanted to hate this, Hiro. <laughs> because and, uh, of you, I had a hard time doing it. Yeah, mainly, yeah, and and Bridget Fonda, <laughs> and all of that. Um, okay, I'll, how about this? Do you all? Do either one of you buy her affection for Gabriel Byrne as uh, Bob, as the the handler here? She develops this weird sort of paternal romantic thing with him, and uh, I don't know if I would. If someone locked me away for six months, shot me in the leg, 
just so I wouldn't move around so fast. <laughs> you took my <laughs> you took my uh, stab at that. As soon as somebody shoots me in the thigh, <laughs> you're on my shit list forever. Grudge is born. Yeah, I don't care how hot you are. I don't, I don't care, know, man. I don't care if Kate Upton shot me in the fucking thigh with a goddamn Mm, handgun. I I don't care. I don't know. No. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, you lost me here. Thank you. Mm -mm. I don't think you feel the bullet. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God it wasn't my dick. (laughs) Jared's erection will fucking stop the bullet. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the version of Jared on a natural uh, PCP kick. He just would just, he would run through the brick wall. I just, (laughs) you think that would stop me? Yeah. Yeah. Jared's engorged fucking member knocks that bullet I'm, out of the park like the natural. I'm very pain averse. Hmm. I, I think we lost whatever listeners we have. Hyro's quote of Jared's engorged fucking member. <laughs> Even I don't like to hear that. Even I find that disgusting. <laughs> I had a whole point of uh, I actually bought the Gabriel Byrne attraction far more hmm. than your boy McDermott, right? Because hmm. he takes her from being on death row, like they're about to execute her. He's her savior. He's her, you know, knight in, in, in shining armor. I mean, if you saw her at the beginning of the movie, she's completely feral with like the darked up teeth and stuff like that. Like, ugh, like she's looking absolutely great. Bad haircut. Look at her sickly. now. You know, uh, she knows which fork to use at the fancy dinner table. Mm-hmm. She's getting, you know, gun training. She's, you know, she's got a little bit of a limp, but she's looking good. <laughs> I maimed you, <laughs> but you will love me in time. <laughs> Everything else was good. You know, she got good food. She got good training. She's got a good new haircut, makeup. She's looking good. You know, he, he sussed her up like... Uh, good the, training. What, yeah. <laughs> Red good pill training. hyro. <laughs> mm. Defend yeah, the country at like all Neo costs. the Matrix, where the, uh, you know, you can get your training instantaneously. Like, this is a... I'm assuming... Uh, does it say in the movie how long she's been in there? What, six months or what? Yeah. Uh, before she sees sunlight again? Uh, pretty intense, uh, grueling uh, training. Uh, I I was wondering if they were going to do more with the Anne Bancroft character because they have like a conversation where she's like, you know, I mean, basically I'm a prisoner, I can't leave, and I got the impression that Anne Bancroft, I guess, is like the retired uh, big bridge here, as far as like, well, when you can no longer go out and assassinate people. I guess we'll put you in the classroom and you can deal with these fucking fools and teach them which fork and spoon to use. But she didn't seem too satisfied with her, her life. He shot me too. <laughs> yeah. I was getting that. I was getting the vibe that like, you know, Gabriel Byrne is a rookie got to shoot Anne Bancroft when she sassed him once. I would say maybe that's the only negative for me for this film was, uh, <laughs> the, the reasoning for why she ended up being a super spy is just, I ah, would just pull any old junkie off the street and give them super spy training. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember there's you. There's no aptitude whatsoever shown before other than I love drugs. I want to get high. That's it. That girl's sassy. Look at the way she, she uh, shoves the pencil. On the, like, she really the, like, domed that cop whenever he was hovering over top of her on the way. Yeah. Yeah, the recruiting is not... Uh, this is definitely not uh, Robert Redford uh, getting Brad Pitt, who's already a soldier, and be like, oh, I think Brad Pitt could seduce people, which, you know, admittedly for Robert Redford and... Spy game is not that hard of work, mm. but uh, I'll give Hyro's uh, Gabriel Byrne love some credit here. There's a lot of maintenance on Feral Bridget Fonda. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what he's seeing as a scout, but it's you know, there's it's not just a. She's not going uh, straight to the pros or anything. Real she's trouble with the college. curve. <laughs> he's like Jesus. Billy Bean out there, man. You know, he's 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 
an incredible scout. Look at he found her in the in, in the uh, sexy under underground of whatever city that is that that they found her and sexy you know, underground. Huh? Movie opens with them <laughs> stumbling. Was it through DC and they stumble in front of a place mm-hmm. that just has a flashing sign that says drugs. Now it's a pharmacy. But I was just like, man, I, I do miss those nineties movies where it's like. We're going to cut through all the exposition. They look like junkies. They're going to a place with a sign that has a flashing light. Take me to the drugstore, please. <laughs> An early appearance from uh, Michael Rappaport, too. Yes. Uh, naturally, as a criminal. Sexy criminal. You know what I mean? Like, they... they... He's playing Stan. Big Stan is what uh, Wiki has him as. See? Shot pretty quickly. We needed, <laughs> we needed a few extra lines from Big Stan, or at least some, somebody addressing him as Big Stan to really, like bring it home i agree yeah not bad hyro no bad. i ended up liking it from, that you didn't even make <laughs> that you were forced <laughs> I, I fell into this you know? <laughs> <laughs> i stumbled into this thing completely confused so, by the thing it's the equivalency of getting the auto pick in a draft mm-hmm. yeah i got my uh my uh my number one quarterback on accident so next week, I'm going to give Jared his number one quarterback. And I, uh, basically, I'm trading my pick just to Jared uh, to hear him talk about another movie where John Travolta goes hyper, mm. hyper-masculine. Mm. Sick yeah. Johnny! <laughs> he is in rare form, my friends. <laughs> oh, baby. The Scotch on the Rocks. Please, any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengown. Any Glen. I'm Ramzon! Pushing him for two hours, it didn't make a sound. He tried poking him with a stick. Oh, yeah, but that means... We just want to know what happened out there. They're dead, aren't they? It's not like that. It's not. You think you know everything. You haven't even scratched the surface. Am I scratching... Your surface yet? Ah!